0: your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. Sponsored by Journey333. That is a place of mind, body, spirit that helps you with fitness, coaching, and nutrition to look better, live better, and feel better. We produce these episodes every week for your enjoyment to help people to overcome adversity and live their dreams yo 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 it's your girl and boy ct i'm cindy barnes and i'm travis barnes and we're the founders of the overcomers podcast the overcomers podcast is sponsored by journey 333 that's a place mind body spirit fitness coaching and nutrition that helps you to look better live better and feel better today with us is daniel blue you know prior to the show i was trying to just say what parts of this will i pull and talk about daniel but you know what There's just so much good stuff. I'm going to read right from it because it's just, I don't want you to miss out on who we got here. He's a regular contributor to Forbes.com. He's the owner of Quest Education. This is a company that helps entrepreneurs obtain capital for their companies, pay off high interest debt, and use self-directed retirement accounts to invest in alternative assets. With over 10 years of educating small business owners, Daniel has a knack for helping individuals get creative with their finances that lead to life-changing results. Boy, I can't wait to have him help us get creative with our financing for some life-changing results. Under Daniel's leadership, Quest Education has reached a seven-figure mark two years in a row with a thousand customers throughout the United States. Now here's the catch, everybody. His story is a unique one. He's an overcomer. He had a daughter when he was 19 years old and also overcame an addiction to OxyContin at the age of 20. Those two life-changing moments helped shape Daniel to becoming the man he is today and that's what the overcomer show is all about so daniel Bulu, welcome to the overcomer show yeah
1: hey 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 thank you so much for having me here i I love the title overcomers i like to use the word winning a lot uh i played sports i go to the gym a lot i'm in business and, and you play to win right so in order to win you have to be able to overcome so i love what you guys are doing
0: well thank you thank you yeah you truly are an overcomer with your story and and you know uh, they just got to hear a good bit about what you're doing today to change lives. But if you could, uh, you know, take us back to the beginning, take us back to those, uh, you know, life changing moments, kind of give us that little uh, CNN story of, uh, you know, a couple minute version of what was happening. Then, you
1: know? Yeah, so for, for me, when I grew up, I had uh, mom and dad in the house, I was middle class, we, we weren't rich, we weren't dirt poor, and uh, I had a pretty good life. And uh, when I turned 12, I I really saw a lot of changes in my family life, my, my situation, my parents got divorced, my dad moved to Mexico. And all of a sudden, I went from having two parents in the house to now it's just mom. And my mom was a social worker. She was gone all day working all day, which made me at home a lot of time on my hands. I'm going through puberty, not knowing who I am. I don't have supervision trying to figure out like why my dad left and uh, just a lot of confusion at at this point in my life. Right. And you know, we're 12, 13, 14 years old. We're trying to figure out who we are. Right. So going through all those changes and I start going down a wrong path. I start ditching school, doing drugs and just not really finding myself. And I started flunking school and uh, there came a point in time where my mom was just like, Hey, in order for you to graduate high school, like you got to get out of California. This was down in Oceanside, California. So then I ended up moving to a city called St. George, Utah. And I knew one person there, one family there. And my mom sent me out there and, and talked to the family and said, hey, will you let my son stay at your house. Like he's, he's struggling right now. I want him to graduate high school. Can he stay with you and, and finish his senior year in your home? And, uh, you know, God bless that family. They, they let me stay in their home. And uh, I was able to, to graduate high school. And uh, I still was struggling with some, some demons, some anxiety, some stress. I still wasn't able to quite figure out who I was as a 17, 18-year-old young, young man. And then um, I had no idea what I was going to do. Society told me to go to college. I went to college. I uh, had played sports my whole life. I love sports. I think uh, there's a big reason why a lot of entrepreneurs played sports, right? There's just a lot of similarities between sports and, and entrepreneurship. And I always played sports my whole life. And uh, so I went to college. I only, I only was there three months because I just played soccer for the college. And once soccer season ended, I'm like, all right, what, what am I doing with my life? So I was, I was lost on, on my quest, on my journey. Ended up stumbling across a sales career at 18 years old. And at 18 years old, I'm in sales. I'm doing really well. I'm making a lot of money. And I succumbed to peer pressure. I'm, I'm someone, since I don't have core values, I don't know my standards and who I am. Um, I let other people influence me. And and next thing you know, I'm addicted to Oxycontin at 18 years old and um, not that long after that, I uh, ended up getting a girl pregnant and uh, we had no future. However, I had a daughter at 19 years old. I'm still doing drugs. And uh, I truly believe God gave me a daughter for a reason, because it it did take me having to hit rock bottom and, and overcoming a lot between 18, 19, 20 years old to finally get clean. And it was because of my daughter and uh, I've been clean 12 years since, and uh, my daughter's 12 years old and she's definitely a big reason why I'm here today. And I'm someone that's to clean.
0: Wow. Wow. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I can't wait to hear your entrepreneur versus sports analogies, but uh, you know, uh, before we go there, I just wanted to ask, you know, so you think probably growing up in a broken home, uh, that, that had a big impact on you, you know, having your parents split, you know, I mean, you know, we kind of, I can relate to that. I felt like I compromised myself when I was younger. They say throughout our lives were many people. And I think that even as an adult, a young adult, I was still a child looking for love and acceptance that I didn't get from a father because I was growing up in a broken home. Uh, it sounds like that impacted you a bit. Would you say so? What's your opinion? What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know the statistic, but you know people that commit crimes that are in jail, a lot of times they're just in and from a broken home, right? A lot of times they don't have a father in the home. I mean to to me I don't care what political field side that you're on, what you believe in, what you don't believe in. To me our our country starts with our family. It starts with the home. And that's the best that we can do in terms of providing a stable home for our children. Our children are our future, right? Like the environment that they're in and what we teach them when we're young they're going to go off and impact society in a good way or a bad way so uh, absolutely um at the end of the day divorce rate is, is high um, there are going to be divorces that happen that that's inevitable i think the main thing is what happens after the, the divorce um, le- luckily i had my mom and, and my mom was someone that I, I watched go to work every single day and she never complained about her situation. She never talked bad about my dad in front of me. Um, she just was a great example. And, and that's where, you know, here I am today. I'm a business owner. I've got 14 employees. Uh, I'm a college dropout. It's not like I have all these pedigree degrees. It's not like my family came from money. Um, but my mom taught me how to work. And uh, being able to see that definitely you know, she planted some seeds into me. So to go back to what you made the point earlier is, yeah, absolutely. When you come from a broken home, you're just like, okay, like, why did, why did this happen? Did they divorce because of me? Is it something that I did? And then you're, you're trying to belong somewhere. Um, And I think that probably had a lot to do with the fact that when I was 18, I wanted to belong in a group. I wanted to be accepted by a group. So here are these other people I looked up to that are doing drugs. They're influencing me. I, I want to be a part of the cool kid group. So yeah, it's definitely a, it's a ripple effect with broken homes.
0: But listen up, moms and dads, big brothers, big sisters. Uh, you know, maybe you're a step-parent or, or maybe you're a father right now uh, that doesn't have as good a connection with your kids as you want to have. And, and, you know, I, I think it's just very true. I totally resonate with what you're saying. And, and while incarcerated, I did meet a lot of people that did not have fathers. Today we have on our coaching shirts. And, and I think if you have a good coach or, or good parents in your life, you know, clearly your mom made a good positive impact and it would have been helpful for your father as well. Um, you know, th- that can make a big difference. It can make a big difference in a lot of things. It can make a big difference in addiction because instead of looking for other's approval, you have your father's approval. You know, you, you just get that validation there. So really good, really good stuff. Um, earlier, you said that uh, as you kind of graduated into entrepreneurship, you thought it was a lot like the sports, uh, you know, Can you uh, share with us a little bit as to how you, because I agree, I agree, I'm just saying, uh, share with our audience, if you will, how you think that sports and uh, entrepreneurship are like.
1: Yeah, I can't relate to people that are business owners that have, I think a a popular conversation or popular statement that entrepreneurs make is like, I was born to be an entrepreneur, you know, like I mowed my neighbor's lawns and I made money. I I took fly on Gary Vee, which a lot of people know listening, Gary V is famous for saying like he would take flowers from like his neighbor's house and then go sell it to another neighbor's house to make money or like sell, you know, Pokemon basketball cards to his, you know, middle school class or take mixtape, you know, make never back in the day. If you guys remember like Napster and LimeWire and like make mixtape CDs and and sell them or sell shirts, right? Like just hustle. That wasn't me in middle school or elementary or high school. I didn't have that that entrepreneurial mentality. I didn't grow up wanting to be a business owner. So, you know, maybe that's someone listening right now and uh, you're a business owner, you want to be a business owner, but you didn't always want to be a business owner. Um, At the end of the day, maybe you enjoyed playing sports. And I think a lot of people can relate to, they played some kind of competitive sport, whether it's swimming, whether it's golf, Uh, I mean, I I consider piano a a sport. I mean, you still have to put in the the effort, the commitment. Uh, I think sports, what it teaches you the most is just being disciplined, you know, being committed. You don't want to go to practice every single day. You know, you you don't want to put in the work every single day. Um, I think there's another level when you play team sports, because that's the closest level to running a business with employees is culture, Um, being able to communicate and, and convey your message to other people. Um, when things are not going well, what's your, your conversation like, you know, how are you reading the room? How are you having certain conversations with this person over here? And then this person over here, you have to talk to them a different way because they play a different position and, uh, sports, you have to learn how to win. You got to learn how to lose. And, uh, more importantly, back to that commitment, you you have to be disciplined. And and I think a lot of people lack that and whether you're a business owner or not.
0: Yeah, really good. Really good, you know, learn how to lose, learn how to make a comeback. Uh, that's certainly something that you did. Sounds like your, your daughter was the game changer for you. Am I right? Like having a, a daughter and suddenly knowing that there was this other human being that you're responsible for in the world, was that your, uh, I guess, trigger for overcoming your addiction?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we all have a moment in time that really tests you, that, that knocks you to the ground that scares the, the crap out of you. I, I don't know if I can cuss on this show so I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe um, but, but, but at the end of the day you might not even know that moment's taking place right then and there where it's like a truly defining moment and that was mine and I, I had a choice either I could just have what I went through with, with my own uh, experience with divorce and, and you know just having one person in the house I could just perpetuate that. And just repeat the process over. Or I could put a stop to it and be like, you know what, I'm going to get along with her mom. Um, I'm going to be in her life as much as I can. Um, I'm going to create a, a culture within our house where, you know, she can learn, you know, what, what's the right way to actually have standards and have conversations and, you know, not be absent. Because there was times when I was, you know, when, when her mom was pregnant, I was just like, man, I don't want a kid. I'm 18 years old. I'm making Hundred grand a year. I'm in sales. Like I don't want a kid. Like I don't know how to be a dad. So um, I have a easier time talking about this now because it's been 12 years. My daughter's 12, but I wasn't even there when she was born. Um, that, that's how much I, I didn't want to be there uh, in terms of being a father. So um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, just because you made a bad decision and you you have regret um, doesn't mean that you cannot. To, to the point of the show, you can't overcome and and make up for the mistakes that you made. And, uh, you know, even though I wasn't there at, at her birth, um, I was too busy getting high. Um, she lives with me. I, I take her to school. Uh, I get to help her with homework. I get to teach her about, you know, self-development. She, she gets to roll her eyes at me when I try to give her a life lesson because she's 12 years old. She's hitting that teenage year. And, uh, you know, time goes by really fast. And, uh, you know, you, you got to make the most out of every day
0: my daughter's still rolling her eyes <clears> at <throat> me 19 so yeah. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so can i ask you um when after she was born and and you had a decision obviously to be in her life or not and you decided you were going to get clean well, what how did that happen for you i mean did you have to go to rehab did you just saying I'm done cold Turkey. I mean, you know, cause typically it's not that easy for, for drug addicts, right. Um, you know, you, there has to be like, usually there is a, a giant moment. It's either like almost overdose or you had to go to jail or, I mean, there's something that actually is, is like that big, pivotal moment where you're like, I have to make a change. So how did that happen for you? How did the change? How did it happen?
1: Yeah, so to to educate the audience, and, and I might not even have to educate your audience because opiates are really popular. Um, I was addicted to opiates back in 07, 08. Um, so here we are in 2021. People can read the news and see that these big, massive companies like Johnson & Johnson are getting sued for billions of dollars. Like I think it was Johnson & Johnson. I just read that a couple hundred billion dollars, they had to pay a fine for Overprescribing prescribing right? I mean, that's just how bad it is in our society. So I think everyone listening right now, either themselves or someone that they know, someone in their ecosystem has been affected by, by pills. Um, and Oxycontin, for those that don't know, is an opiate. And heroin is an opiate. So Oxycontin is just like heroin, except you're just getting it from the doctor. So same withdrawals, right? When you're not using, you're, you're getting flu-like symptoms you you throw up you get the sweats you know it's it's pretty bad so during that time i tried to get clean that two years i tried to get clean a bunch um and and i would last three days i'd last a week and then you know life would hit me i'd face adversity and uh, i would listen to my excuses and i would just relapse and um Try to get clean using methadone, uh, suboxone. Those are two popular uh, substances that doctors give you. I mean, imagine that. They're giving you a drug to get off a drug, right? And that's it's, it's pretty uh, moronic. Um, so none of this worked. And I uh, actually had a couple life-changing moments. actually had two seizures um, trying to get clean, and um, that still didn't stop me. Uh, what finally did, it was Thanksgiving 2009. I had my family uh, at the house. They were making Thanksgiving dinner. My daughter was there too, and I was roaming the streets trying to, to get pills. Um, I was calling everyone trying to get pills. No one was picking up. Imagine that. The drug dealers were at their house having turkey, and no one was picking up, and I started freaking out, and I just remember I was in my car. I put it in the park, and I was just like, okay, I'm not going to get any pills tonight, and my family is at home celebrating Thanksgiving while I'm giving them some BS excuse that I have to go to the gas station to fill up my gas tank, and I've been gone for two hours. Like my daughter's six months old at this time. She was born in February, 2009. You know, this is November, 2009. So she's a little older than six months. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like this cannot be the life I'm going to give my daughter. Cause now I'm just going to repeat. I'm going to perpetuate the same cycle. Like I'm going to be an absentee father. Like I can't do that. And uh, so I, I, I quit cold Turkey at that point. Um, the next day I made a couple of phone calls. I was in St. George, Utah. I made a couple of phone calls to, get work in Las Vegas. Uh, I had some opportunities in Las Vegas. So I I moved to Las Vegas like that week. And uh, I just knew for me to get clean, I had to get a new phone number. I had to be in a new location, new set of friends. Like I had to completely shift my environment. And here I am, been in Las Vegas since November 2009. And I've been clean since. People laugh when I'm like, hey, I I moved to Las Vegas to get clean. And they're like, yeah, that that's not happening. Like it's in city, but it, it worked for me. So, um, what works for you guys, the listeners might not work for other people. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get, you know, the result and be able to overcome.
0: That's a, that's a great share. That was a great oh, question. So and, and thank you for sharing that because, uh, I remember those moments in my addiction, uh, holiday moments where I just wasn't where I was supposed to be or, was at least trying to break away from the family so that I could still just go and satisfy my addiction. And uh, those are memory, uh, memories that I have that I regret a lot. Uh, I still feel remorse and guilt over those kind of memories. And uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that with our audience, because that's really what addiction looks like. And, yeah. and it sounds like, you know, your, your higher self had an encounter with yourself saying, you know, hey, man, you know, we got to change this up a bit, you know, so uh, really good, really good. So let's, let's figure this out. So you went from there to now Quest Education. You know, you're, you're helping people to understand how to finance their businesses and, and money strategies and uh, paying off debts and things like that. How did that happen? Yeah,
1: so the, the, um, like the mission that, that we have here with Quest Education is, is helping people understand if you have a 401k or an IRA, you can access that money penalty and tax-free. And, and that's something that really throws a lot of people off because people have been conditioned to think that money in their retirement accounts is for when they're old and retired. And that money's locked up. They can't access that money. And if they do, they got to pay 30, 40% penalties in taxes to the IRS. That, that is not true. Um, there are some IRS approved ways to access money in a retirement account, penalty and tax-free, and, and use that money how you want to use it, whether it's funding your business, whether it's paying off high interest rate credit card debt, whether it's investing in real estate, the list goes on and on. So, so that's our objective. That's our mission here is to empower people and give people you know, financial literacy in, in that arena. Um, but this journey was started back in, in the sales days where again, I was 18, got into sales, Um, And I was just able to excel in in sales and and communicating with people over the phone. I was in the real estate coaching industry. I did that from about 18 to 24-ish and uh, had a pretty good career there. In that career, I was able to talk to other real estate investors. And I learned that there's there's strategies where they were telling me they were using their retirement accounts to flip a house. I was just like, how is that possible? I thought your retirement accounts were only for mutual funds, like buying Apple stock. Like how are you using your retirement accounts to invest into a rental property or flip a house without paying penalties and taxes? So I started to learn more about that. And I would credit a big reason why I'm an entrepreneur today being a college dropout and not coming from a family with a bunch of money is the ability to sell and network. Like if you can be good at communicating and, and you have the ability to, to sell and you can network. Um, I wouldn't be here today without certain people that, that I met along the way. And, and networking is a skill as well, just like sales is. So those two things definitely helped me. Um, but as I learned about the game of self-directed retirement accounts, and, and when I say self-direct retirement accounts, that just means using your retirement accounts penalty and tax-free the way you want to use it. I learned about that strategy you know, seven years ago. Um, and then I was able to get out of the sales game in terms of selling real estate coaching, got into the self-directed game about seven years ago, worked for a company for a few years. Uh, when I was 18, 19, I was a knucklehead in terms of my own finances. I bought a house in, in 08, right before the crash, lost that, uh, messed up my credit score, owed a bunch of money to the IRS, spent more than I made, right? I just made a bunch of knucklehead mistakes. I learned from those so now i'm 24 25 making good money i'm saving my money right and it worked out to where i was able to put a bunch of money and max out credit cards three years ago start quest education and, and have a
0: look back wow wow you know honestly i'm learning right now i i didn't realize i always thought of those types of things there's also being penalties <laughs> i would I would not have even known that if somebody wanted to start a journey franchise that I could advise them that they could actually, you know, do that kind of thing without paying the penalties on a retirement account. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. really awesome. Uh, what else do you think that people are missing out on nowadays? Some of those things that you can, uh, financial strategies that you can use that are maybe uh, things that you're able to teach people about, but just not so well known or, you know, kind of comes as a surprise to people like myself that are, are talking with you today.
1: Yeah, I I think my my advice there is to get around a higher caliber of people. Um, I'm a big proponent of masterminds. I'm in a couple masterminds myself. And I'm in a group where it's other business owners in that group. And there's just a lot of things that we don't know, right? So someone that is wanting to learn more about finances, just take it one step at a time. Like, for example, the tax game. There's a lot of write-offs and deductions that people aren't taking advantage of. Credit scores. There's a lot of different ways to to build credit, business credit, getting funding. Retirement accounts, right? Like that's my lane. When it comes to retirement accounts, that's my area of expertise. But when I'm in in these mastermind groups, I'm able to pick apart different strategies and listen to other ideas. Like, oh shoot, I can pay my kid $12,000 a year and it's tax-free? I didn't know I could do that. I just got to have them work for the company for a little bit. Now, again, I'm not a CPA. I'm not giving tax advice on this this podcast. Talk to your CPA. But like little things like that, you don't hear about in high school and college, right? So I I strongly recommend that that people, you know, find different mastermind groups. Uh, There's a bunch of them out there. Um, I like them in person because now I'm in a room where I'm, I'm networking, and this person does insurance, and this person does real estate, and this person does, you know, um, tax and entity LLC planning, right? And you just pick up different things along the way.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love what you're saying about networking. Uh, you know, circle of genius and we're in masterminds. We always have been for our business. Uh, certainly that has helped to elevate our game, you know, because we go there and we see what other successful people are doing and, and we, take, uh, we take from them, you know, it's just, uh, that's what it's all about, you know, just this brain trust, this shared knowledge. So uh, really appreciate that. What do you think, you've talked about networking, you've talked about sales, which I agree, two of the biggest business builders for any business. What do you think has been the secret to success for Quest Education to now have over a thousand customers uh, throughout the United States? You know, you're working with a variety of different businesses, uh, educating small business owners for the past 10 years. What do you think has been uh, the secret success?
1: I would say, like, we just give the game up front. If people were to go to danielblue.me and go to my, web, my website, you know, they'll see my podcast. I have a course. they will see a link to my, or my company's website, Quest Education. If they were to fill out a form and, and talk to my team, um, you know, the people that we can help the most are, are people that have uh, an existing retirement account, a 401k from an old job or an IRA. And if they were to talk to my team and, and go through our, our sales cycle, let's just call it what it is, they'd get the game up front like we just pull the curtain back we explain okay this is where you are today this is what your situation looks like right now this is what it, your situation could look like if you were to make a change this is what the changes that would take place this is what a solo 401k is for example you know if the audience is going to get one thing out of this this podcast write down solo 401k solo 401k is a self directed plan I feel like it's the best retirement account out there just based off of facts. It gives you the most control with your money. And as entrepreneurs, whether you are a business owner or you want to start a business, you're doing it for freedom, right? Time freedom, money freedom. Like you want control. That's why we are captains of our own ship, right? So you want control with your own money. Solo 401k gives you the most control with your own money. So we educate people about these different types of accounts, teach them how it works, and at the end of the call, at the end of those those phone calls, because it takes two or three phone calls, right? We're not gonna just spend 30 minutes and say, hey, you gotta give us three thousand dollars for a consultation for us to show you everything. We just give them the game up front. And when we're at the end of our conversation, either it makes sense and, and they're ready to move forward and, and then they can pay us for our services, or hey, thanks, but no thanks. And that's okay too. But we have just found that it's just a lot uh, more efficient. And just a lot more impactful if we can just give people the game up front, the knowledge up front, and empower them to make their own decisions.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, uh, what was the website that you listed real quick?
1: DanielBlue.me. That's the best resource that gives people uh, visibility for my podcast, How Winners Win. Um, I I love the term winning, right? In life, personal, business, financial, health we want to win right we play to win we don't wake up in the morning every day to lose right so um on, on my podcast i have a co-host just like you guys uh, don't you guys love having the podcast where there's two of you not, not just one yeah.
0: that's great that's great i love it um the reason i was asking is because i'm interested to learn a little bit more about that course um what is that course that you said is on there because it, it would seem like in these uncertain times if you're listening to this podcast and you really want to take control of your future and you fit in as one of Daniel's customers, somebody that you know mm-hmm. wants to control the retirement account better, those kind of things. Um, what is this course that, that helps people to maybe understand what they're missing out on or, or what is it exactly?
1: Yeah, so, so the course is called The Quest Way, How to Make Money Tax-Free. Um, this course is gonna benefit people that have a 401k from an old job or an IRA, or maybe they have a bunch of cash just sitting on the sideline and, and they wanna learn how to maximize the most out of those dollars. Um, got different modules that will teach people, you know, how to control their own money, how to have more flexibility with their own money, how to have options beyond, you know, the vanilla boring stock market. I think there's a time and a place for the stock market. Um, but I know a lot of people are leery of the stock market. You know, if business owners could choose, you want to put your money in something you have more control over, like your business or the stock market. I think people can, are going to answer that question, um, in the way I think, um, but I'm not here to bash the stock market. I just think that it's wrong for people to only be under the assumption that that's the only way to maximize their money. So, this course is just going to help people understand there's a lot more options out there besides the stock market and, and ways for you to make money tax free.
0: Okay. All right. So, have you been teaching anybody yet about uh, that the best opportunity is probably a journey franchise, or you haven't? Um, yeah,
1: so so it's funny that you say that one of my uh, clients here in town, um, she owns Dexafit, um, and she used, uh, that's a franchise, I believe, um, she used her retirement account to fund her Dexafit business. Um, so she had money set aside in a retirement account, um, really didn't want to go down the road of like a line of credit or credit cards or funding through the bank's pay interest. Um, she preferred to use money in her retirement account that was in the stock market. Versus that being in the market and just having that money in her hands, where she can have more control and invest in her business. So, um, yeah, we we definitely have a few clients that have gone down that road.
0: Cool. Now, what are uh, well, I didn't know that you actually would have that answer. I was just being funny, but <laughs> uh, what are some of the different ways? Obviously, there's the course. Obviously, people can uh, engage with your podcast and in your company. Uh, is there different, these thousand customers, they all must have varying relationships with you. Some might be, you know, like uh, maybe at a higher level where, you know, you're a, a, a consultant in their business almost, I don't know. Uh, what is available for people to, to consult with you? I know there was those few phone calls where you kind of learned what's going on with them and then there's different options for people.
1: Yeah, so, so the thousand customers that I, I alluded to that are in all 50 states, those are all people that have solo 401ks Um, with with our help. Um, So those are all entrepreneurs that had a 401k from an old job or an IRA, saw the benefit in moving their money into an account that gave gave them more freedom, the ability to access their dollars penalty and tax-free. We helped them set up the solo 401k. Um, So those are existing customers of ours. Um, And then, you know, for people where it's like, maybe you don't have a retirement account right now, or you'd like to learn more about what we do and how we do it. um, You know, there's the course, there's, there's the podcast, um, and then people that, you know, do have an existing retirement account and want to learn more, um, they can go to danielblue.me. You'll see a link to Quest Education, uh, my, my company, and you can click that link, and then there's a contact us form, and then um, we've got the team uh, that would be able to take those people by the hand and, and walk them through the process and give them the knowledge.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. How do you feel today, you know, looking back on that, 19, 20 year old kid that you once were. And now you're uh, a successful businessman, a thousand customers in 50 different states, helping people to, uh, you're making a positive impact on people's lives with their financial strategies. Um, How does that make you feel when you look back on those kind of things?
1: You know, that's an interesting question because I think you guys can relate to this and I'm sure listeners can too. Like when you come from playing sports, you, you tend to not look back so much, right? Like what you did yesterday, you won a championship, you, you, you know, lifted uh, your best personal record in the gym. Um, that was yesterday, right? Like no one really cares about that, but you, right? So what are you going to do today? Like, what are you going to do in the future? So I think it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for those experiences. Um you know, I don't have any regret, even though there was mistakes that were made and there was some knucklehead moments. That was just part of my journey. And I know there's other levels of adversity that are just waiting for me. So I'm just focused on the present. I'm just focused on today, you know, how I can keep getting better. And, you know, I just know there's a long road ahead of me. And uh, so it's it's a fine balance, right? Because you, you, you do have to have some celebration and some, you know, victory kind of, reflection because you can't get so caught up or it's like, you know, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I, I got to get better because you do. Um, one A mentor that I look up to, he he says something really, really that resonates with me is, you know, you, you have to chase something better, um, but still grateful for what you have. Right. So it's, it's, it's that uh, internal balance, you know, so I, I try to just be aware of that because, you know, I, I don't want to get caught up in yesterday.
0: No, that's so good. That's so good. I I, I try to live by that. I, I slip in and out. Uh, no one's perfect. But, uh, I
1: do, too. I uh, do, too, brother. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, I, I like that, uh, you know, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. All we have is now. It's a gift. That's why it's called the present. You know, I, I try to, I want to be here now and not slip back into those, you know, regretting and wasting time on, you know, being remorseful or even just stressing about tomorrow, you know, just like, yeah. you know, what can we do to make the most of right now? So that's, uh, those are some good words of wisdom right there. Uh, you know, Daniel, anything else for our audience? Any uh, other words or uh, any other ways? Maybe they can follow you on social media sites as well. Um, anything you can share?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty active on, on Instagram uh, and Facebook. You look, if you're on Facebook, you look up Daniel Blue. I'm um, pretty sure I'm the only Daniel Blue in Las Vegas. Uh, so if you see a, a dark-haired gentleman, that's me. And then on, on Instagram um, Daniel blue with two underscores. Um, I'm pretty active on, on both of those platforms. Um, and then, you know, just to tie back to your show, um, you know, adversity and, uh, overcoming challenges, that's a gift, right? I, I would rather face, you know, something that's, uh, that's stressful that, that, that is, that is tough than just toast and just coast and deal with mediocrity. So, you know, don't, uh, don't be afraid of, uh, you know, facing that kind of stuff because that's, that's where growth comes
0: from. Yeah, so good. So good. Can you look at your adversity as a gift that's about to give you the growth that you need? That's so good. Daniel, thank you for being on the show today. Follow yeah. Daniel if you want to learn how to win. There yeah, it is. Sure. Appreciate <laughs> you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love it, guys. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast sponsored by Journey333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I'm working at one of our fitness franchises, so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right, people come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities If you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.